So in a world of fiat money where, like you said, in the 70s under Nixon, we completely untethered the dollar from gold as it had been defined, how does a, how does a president will a stronger or weaker dollar? In other words, does a president have any effect in terms of telling uh, the Fed that he wants to ease credit and thus you have more dollars pumped into the system chasing less goods and you have an inflationary policy in terms of price you sort of challenge that so how does a how does a president will a strong or weak dollar yeah you you ask a great question and 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 it's hard to know why but it just does happen and i think the reason for it is is as you allude the contrary to what people say the fed is not uh, what's the word? It's not politically in- independent. Uh, neither is the U.S. Treasury. And so when the president speaks, basically what you're saying is the president could say to the Fed tomorrow, helicopter trillions of dollars out of airplanes and drop them around the United States. I mean, the U.S. Treasury also has an exchange stabilization fund, about $50 billion, that it can enter the marketplace and bid up or bid down the dollar. And so that's mainly what's what's at work. You're not going to fight the president who has basically control over the U.S. monetary authorities because they could enter the market and do all manner of things. They could just basically the U.S. Treasury tomorrow could, or the president could say the dollar is now worth this. Who is going to fight the president on that? The dollar is now worth one three thousandth of an ounce of gold. Is Argentina or Mexico going to come in and fight that? No. And so the president gets the dollar he or she wants. So that basically makes the case exactly for why you need a gold standard or for the market to determine what money should be so that a president cannot meddle with the the value of the currency in which all manner of resources are traded. Oh, yeah. You hit on all the important things, and that's that's a great way of looking at it. Let's face it. The gold standard didn't come out of nowhere. It came about because producers wanted a measure that they could use money to exchange the goods they were creating. That The sole purpose of money, this is per Adam Smith, is to circulate consumable goods. I would add to it, it's the way that we invest with one another. And so Treasury tomorrow could announce that, let's just say, the dollar is, is exchangeable at one one-thousandth of an ounce of gold, and markets would correct that. What I make, I don't spend a lot of time on it in the book, but I go exactly to the point that you hit on is that, you know, we get shoes, socks, and T-shirts. The markets produce those for us at all sorts of shapes, sizes, price points, you name it. Why couldn't they create money for us too? Would anyone reject getting paid in Amex, Visa, or Discover dollars? Would anyone reject JP Morgan dollars? Now, the cool thing about, about actual private industry creating the money that we earn is that they couldn't devalue it with great regularity as the U.S. Treasury does. If J.P. Morgan suddenly devalues the dollars we're earning, we're going to go to some some other business that will offer up better, more credible money. And theoretically, J.P. Morgan or Amex would define the dollars they create in terms of gold. They would say, this dollar is going to be as good as gold year after year after year. Wouldn't that be better than government that that can devalue its way out of its debts anytime it wants just by saying the dollar is worth less? 